0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Ellie here with my weekly note to all of you. Please keep sending your thoughts, questions, or comments to letters at cafe.com. Dereliction of duty is far too generous to Donald Trump when it comes to Trump's conduct on the afternoon of January 6th as the Capitol was under attack. Dereliction of duty is one of those phrases that just tends to catch on descriptive, alliterative, punchy. Google Trump dereliction of duty January 6th, and you'll get pages upon pages of results. Powerful Republicans have used the phrase to call out Trump for his conspicuous inaction that day, including Senator Mitch McConnell, who called it a disgraceful dereliction of duty, and Representative Liz Cheney, who called it a supreme dereliction of duty. Democrats have eagerly embraced the same verbiage. Indeed, during the fateful three-plus hours while pro-Trump maniacs stormed the Capitol, Trump did nothing to stop them, despite a slew of text messages to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows from MAGA heavy hitters ranging from Sean Hannity to Rents Priebus to Donald Trump Jr., begging the then president to call off the rioters who were acting in his name. In fact, it seems Trump was quite enthralled with the Capitol attackers. Former White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham has said publicly that Trump watched the insurrection attempt on TV, quote, gleefully. And Republican Senator Ben Sass claimed that senior White House officials had told him Trump was, quote, excited and, quote, delighted by reports of the escalating riot that day. But that's where the concept of dereliction of duty reaches its limit. Yes, the term properly conveys a president utterly unconcerned or even happy at the unfolding riot and unwilling to act to stop it. But Trump's conduct writ large is so much more and so much worse than mere benign neglect, or paralysis during a fast-developing crisis. The term dereliction of duty is accurate as far as it goes, but incomplete, and in that sense, misleading. It brings to mind a person watching a building burn down and doing nothing about it. But the phraseology obscures the fact that Trump lit the fire in the first place and then did nothing while he watched it burn in celebratory fashion. We're all familiar by now with the months-long effort by Trump and his enablers to steal the election and to whip up his most loyal fanatics, the creation and dissemination of the big lie of election fraud, the efforts to steal electoral votes through bogus lawsuits and slates of fake electors, the pressure applied to state election officials and legislatures, and the campaign to convince Mike Pence to abuse his power as vice president and unilaterally toss out valid, certified electoral votes. Trump and his supporters hyped up the Stop the Steal rally near the White House on the morning of January 6th, a day selected specifically to coincide with the congressional tabulation of electoral votes, which would seal Trump's defeat. Trump's words now ring in infamy be there, we'll be wild, and you have to show strength and fight like hell, and we won't have a country anymore if things don't go our way. That afternoon, Trump tweeted out to his 80 million plus followers, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our constitution, giving states a chance to certify a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands the truth, end quote. Now, the timing is crucial here. Trump set that tweet at 2.24 Eastern time after the security barriers at the Capitol already had been breached by a crowd chanting, among other things, hang Mike Pence. Forget about dereliction of duty. This was an affirmative act. Trump squirting lighter fluid on the fire he had already ignited. A few hours later, shortly after the violence ended, Trump again hopped on Twitter and again made things worse. He asked his supporters who had just attacked the Capitol to, quote, go home with love and in peace. But in the same tweet, he praised the rioters, calling them, quote, great patriots and urging them to, quote, remember this day forever. If there ever was any question about Trump's intent, his state of mind as to the Capitol attack, that tweet sent in the afterglow of the moment says it all. We still don't have a full picture of what Trump did and said during those 187 minutes inside the White House while the attack raged down Pennsylvania Avenue at the Capitol. This is one of the most important gaps that the committee will aim to fill during its ongoing public hearings. They may never get the full picture, due largely to the obstructive reticence of key players around Trump that day, including Meadows, Dan Scavino, Kevin McCarthy, and others. We now know that Meadows and Scavino will not be charged with criminal contempt by DOJ and will suffer no meaningful consequences for their defiance of the committee. Conspicuous gaps in normal White House phone logs and record keeping don't help either. But we already do know a lot. Trump did nothing, sure, but he also lit the fuse, fanned the flames, and then pumped his fist in celebration as the Capitol came under attack. This is dereliction of duty, no doubt, but it's also so much more than that. Stay safe and stay informed, everybody.